every time Leon would open his mouth, I'd be like, it, Matt, I can hear you, man. Hello and welcome to another Dead Pixel, a podcast about video games, entertainment, anime, life, a little bit of everything in between. With me today, a very proud fan of Fallout Boy, and despite the fact that they ruined uh, Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire, uh, he's still very proud to call himself a fanboy. Nick, how you doing, Nick? Pretty good. Um, I don't know if you can ruin something that's already not that great, but, you know... It I is. will shank you through the internet, man. <laughs> it is uh, what it is. Um, yeah, you know, Fallout Boy is, they're at that age that a band gets to where they just want to print some money, and so they're doing doing dumb stuff. Um, I, I mean, as much as I like, as much as I like them, really it's only those first, let's see, I guess first four albums that I'll that I'll stand by, uh, Folly Ado, uh was pretty good, and then after that, I kind of moved on, and they kind of moved on. Maniac was all right. I, I think Maniac was pretty good, uh, but uh, the newest one I think I listened to maybe once. There, I'm just gonna say for for someone who still calls himself a fan, uh. I'm going to go ahead and misquote one of my favorite quotes from Firefly, and that's a uh, Shepherd book saying, um, yeah, you're going to burn in a very special level of hell. The one that's reserved for child molesters and the people who talk in movie theaters. <laughs> Those are definitely very much on the same, the same par. Yeah. I mean, bands evolve. Uh, and sometimes it's in a way that it's usually, usually bands just get worse. I mean, there's very few bands that actually get better, um, and uh, and uh, very few that stay as good. Um, it's just, I mean, Weezer is the same way. Green Day is the same way. Um, yeah, those are those are all bands that I really loved growing up, and they are just not that good anymore. Um, Which means we chose wrong, is what you're saying? No, because um, I don't know of any that really. I mean. I guess you could say Bon Jovi was like great in the eighties and then they kind of mid or whatever in the nineties. And then they came back, uh, with, with some pretty good stuff. If, I mean, I'm not really a big fan of Bon Jovi in the first place, but just kind of thinking about I that. I couldn't mention anything beyond like the late, the eighties and early nineties, like everything else. Like he had a career after that. Sure. I think I think that it's my life album was pretty big. It was a pretty big resurgence when the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands. I uh, actually didn't remember when that came out, so I just know one of the one of the group members saying that when I karaoke quite often. Uh, well, so. them and U two, you know, U two kind of they had a big resurgence around uh, the time the Patriots were were popping off in the Super Bowl and stuff. Um, but uh yeah it's it's never it's never quite the same again um but yeah i don't know bands are bands i know what you're thankful for but other than that how was your thanksgiving good uh i went up to see my brother it was pretty cool in dallas uh my nephew's getting uh taller and getting into basketball 
get a little mouthy, mouthy little 14 year old. So challenged me to game basketball. So I, uh, I just made sure not to back him down too hard and, uh, I still beat him pretty handily. Um, but I was nice about it. I was real nice about it. Um, so yeah, pretty good. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, I also had to deal with nephews and uh, they all know me as a gamer uncle. Uh, the other uncle is cool sports uncle. uncle. Okay. And then there's like the one that we just don't mention. Uh, so it was kind of funny because, you know, the, the age range was roughly about uh, 10 to 20. I think 10 to 20 was roughly about it. And there was like six kids in that range. Uh, and I had to proceed to handle all of them. Uh, with a good ass whooping uh, when it came to uh, VR, because mm. luckily Grandma and Grandpa have VR, thanks to Beat Saber and me. So they were like, they wanted to show how good they were. And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I'm like, I haven't played PSVR 1 in a very long time. And I crushed them and it was great. <laughs> uh, I had to just assert myself and establish dominance. <laughs> And then you know, I only see them once every like handful of years, literally. So I was just like, okay, cool. The last memory you have of me now, potentially between now and maybe I die, is going to be me just crushing you. And okay, I'm all right with that. I end up on a high note. Uh, I mean, two of, two of the kids uh, I played Fortnite with once, and we won. We like granted, uh, I just played the shooting game, and they they did the building. And I'm like, cool. Now that we won. I'm done playing this game. <laughs> That's exactly what it's been. That was like four years ago. So yeah. yeah. It's good. Uh, it's it, was, good to, it was a good time though. It's good to crush uh, kids uh, with stuff. <laughs> Just destroy uh, them. They, I introduced them to uh, Synth Rider. Uh, Beat Saber, they already knew, but they there was some uh, Queen that recently was updated and yeah. Rolling Stones. So that was, that was a neat... Uh, you know, edition they did. It's been a while since I've uh, been on there. And then I showed them all Pistol Whip. And that wouldn't... Uh, that's a lot harder. <laughs> I forgot how hard that game was. So they're like, hey, Uncle Joe, I want you to go ahead and play on hard mode. I'm like, sure. I don't know if I can do this one. And I, I proceeded to, you know, uh, do really well. And to the point where the moment I finished my level, everyone's like clapping and stuff. I'm like, alright. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get hit. And I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was I was really actually impressed with myself. I'm like, you know what? I probably couldn't do that again if I wanted to, but under pressure, I'll, <laughs> I'm done. Who wants to play? And so I just hand up the controller. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Other than that, we I did some uh, light video game shopping. Picked myself up a few games that were on sale for the Black Friday Cyber Monday on PlayStation. Uh, one of the games I picked up was the... I finally got around to... Uh, picking up Ratchet and Clank because actually, oh, yeah. yeah, that one was uh, that one's currently on sale. It's actually it, it so it the, wasn't on sale for Black Friday. The early PS5 the that version, one ended, yeah, it's uh, it's PS5. Um, it's currently on sale for how 30 or 40? Shoot, I have to double check now, okay. but it's uh, a lot of people were pissed because it wasn't on sale for Black Friday, and then it was like the moment that sale ended, they're like, game of the year sale, here it is. Um, so, yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, I have, I picked myself a picked up a game that I'll talk about later called Red Matter uh, on VR, and um, a few other uh, VR games that I'm kind of curious about. So, uh, other than that, nothing too expensive, nothing too big. It's just uh, some stuff I had on my wish list for a while. But I did the big note ones of note was um, since uh, my 
PlayStation bundle was God of War. So I finally picked up myself um the new Horizon for Ben West. Oh, um, good game. Yeah. So uh, and then I picked up the VR uh, for that Call of the Mountain. So I'm pretty excited about those. Uh, but yeah, that's that's it on my my front. Nothing nothing too exciting. Oh, though I did pick up some bookshelf speakers. So some nice ones I've been eyeing for a while. Um, you know, also once again, those are like mid range, not the crazy expensive ones or nothing like that. But uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with what I got. So yeah, I was really close to getting another subwoofer uh, to go for my record player, but uh, I ended up not. There was other things that I wanted to get, and it was gonna be a it was gonna be a, a Klipsch to match the uh, speakers I already have. So. I just, it just, the sale was good, but I actually was looking around on like Facebook marketplace and, uh, Craigslist and stuff. And there was a couple pretty good subwoofers that were, that were, you know, cheap, cheaper than even the sales. So I was like, yeah, I'll just get one of these on here. Uh, whenever I want, essentially, I don't want to waste money. I could be spending on deals on something that's going to be, you know, on sale forever. So but uh, besides that, I just got a lot of little things. I uh, have shoes and some clothes and some, uh, and then some stuff for for people for Christmas. Uh, and then uh, still have a little bit more to get. I think I have to, still have two more people to buy for. Um, but uh, almost done with that. But yeah, so all in all, pretty good Black Friday. But uh, I heard from people and I kind of agree the Black Friday, Friday deals are not not as deep as uh, they have been in the past. I felt like there was some good stuff, and there was a lot of pretty good stuff, but um, years past, maybe a little better. I think it's been because they've been extending it so far early now, through yeah. the, like, you know, through the month. Uh, it's You get a better overall deal and more consistent, but it's not the one-day deep impact, you know, like mega cut and also super limited. Uh, speaking of super limited... I, I was, I'm still super angry that um, those Alan Wake thermos sold, like apparently uh, on Reddit, they were talking about how they are sold out within minutes and like, they're like, everyone's blaming bots or something, but, uh, or like they had like 10 in stock, one of the two. Just barely um, so. in stock. Um, my dad called me uh, right after Thanksgiving. I guess it was Black Friday. He called me and he was like, hey, I'm in Best Buy. Um we're looking at TVs because their TV was starting to go out. He was like, what's your TV called? And I was like, it's the LG. I have an LG C2. And I told him, I think the C3 is out right now. So try to get that. And he ended up getting that. And then the, he got, so he bought me last year, he bought me a sound bar, the LG sound bar with the subwoofer. And it's freaking amazing. Um, and he's been over to my house a couple of times to, to, to hear it and stuff like that. So I told them, go ahead and get whatever, get that combo. Cause it's freaking worth it. Um, but he ended up getting the, the same TV I have, but the C3, so the 65 inch. And I went over to his house today and, uh, it did not look particularly great. Um, I think it's because they have direct TV and their direct TV box is not really given a very good feed because I was, I was talking to him. I was like, I was like, when you guys play Netflix, do you notice it being like a lot better than your old TV? And he's like, yeah, it's a lot better than the old TV on Netflix, but it's just kind of whatever for a direct TV. So I don't really know what was going on there, but anyway, he has joined the LG club 
uh, and I have been as I have been preaching about it for the past year. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, he got his really cheap. I think I paid like seventeen hundred something for mine. He got he got his for like fifteen something. So I don't know what was going on there, but I got ripped off. Um, Black Friday. That <laughs> you just say answered your own question. But, um, I mean, I get like I looked on Black Friday and I didn't pay any more than the Black Friday price. Uh, I, I bought it later, but I didn't pay more than that. You were also during the pandemic, though, too. Uh, or it was still I guess so, trailing. Short, shortly after that. Mm. So that you have that, you know, everyone else um, was clamoring for the C2. Yeah. May, yeah. Consoles maybe it's first just... started becoming available more regularly at around the same time you bought yours. Because, hey, you bought your you bought your console and then you bought your TV. So surprise, surprise. Yeah, that's true. It did. Uh, it did go right in line with that. I knew after I bought the PS five after you got me the ps5 um forgot <laughs> yeah or you sent it to me i still paid for it but i used my i used my raffle <laughs> slot yeah, yeah for you after after that came to me and i was playing on the 1080p 55 inch or 45 inches like 45 inch and I, it had that it's not horrible but it's got that's got this like decolored decolored streak through it and i was just sitting there i was like I got to get the sack. I got to get a new TV. I'm not playing this because I was playing Horizon uh, for Ben West. It looked okay. You know, it was a pretty game, even at 1080. But when I got it and I started playing it on uh, the the C2, I was like, mother of God, this is beautiful. <laughs> it was just the colors. Oh, man. And it was just freaking awesome. I was like, man, this is the best fucking 15, sorry, 1750 I've ever spent uh <laughs> anyway so yeah it was um yeah good times good times uh yeah so right. that's that's enough well, on to the news now <laughs> go to Hard the news pivot. there you go <laughs> what do you got for us oh uh, okay i'll keep talking so come two weeks ago right after <laughs> right after um <laughs> uh our podcast that monday they had a little snippet in the news about near uh, somebody over at uh, Square Enix said uh, that the Nier series will continue as long as Yoko Taro remains alive. <laughs> and that's how they put it, which is pretty funny. Um, so yeah, so there's another Nier in the works, I'm pretty sure. I'm kind of reading the tea leaves, uh, reading between the lines and some of the stuff that I've I've heard, but um, I... Uh, I have also heard that they are working on, I think in that same article, they were talking about how they're working on another game um, that is going to come out next. And it's not a near game. It's something else. So that has me somewhat apprehensive about what's going to happen next. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm eager, eager and excited and hopeful for another near. Um, but it looks like it's going to probably be another two years minimum if there's another game in the works, whenever that comes out, if it comes out in 24, then I'm hoping that a near game would come out in honestly, not even earlier than not any earlier than 25 or not, not like not any, Yeah. Probably prefer, preferably like 26 so that they have, so I know they had plenty of time on it, but I don't know. I would think it would take three years for them to make a, a decent near game, but I don't know how much is in pre-production. There's a lot to work, wring my hands about with near, uh, in Yokotaro, but it will be, there's some things that I do know it will be meh gameplay or meh to pretty good gameplay. 
and the story will be batshit, but it will be if it's Yoko Taro and they just I just really hope that they let him just have the full control of the reins and he is just allowed to just be as freaking weird as possible. Um anyway, so yeah, they're gonna keep making near games as long as Yoko Taro's alive. Um he's in his fifties, so we might have two two more. I'd be surprised if yeah, we even have two more. But uh yeah. I think you're uh I don't I don't think you need to worry. I mean I'm actually more curious what he's gonna make outside the Nier series because I mean he's kind of all over the place. Even with Nier, like you know, a lot of people, you know, between Drakengard and Nier and like, you know, granted it's all the same universe, but you didn't know that at the time. And just because the gameplay has weird oddities into it, it's kind of it'd be fun to see what they what he'd be able to do with a new IP and then watch him slowly weave that into Nier just because he can. <laughs> I mean, you're just never going to have another character like 2B. You know, it's, it's just, it's, it, that's what's the most nerve wracking about it. Original Nier character or Nier guy, um, brother Nier, whatever, he's pretty cool. Um, and then the Draken Guard, I forget her name, uh, Zero. Yeah, Zero. It's a lot of fanfare. I still need to play Dragon Guard games, but um, you know, two B is uh, it's going to be hard to live up to that, and that's sort of the thing that's that's that worries me. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I honestly, that's so far out. Uh, but you know what's not so far out? The uh, the fact that they finally announced a release date for uh, Resident Evil Four VR. And okay. so I'm super stoked. It's supposed to be the eighth of December, so coming right around the corner. You're gonna jump right uh, on that. You're gonna get on. You're gonna get. That? I actually that was one of the games I bought during Black Friday. Uh, I I went ahead and it was on sale, and so I was like, you know what? Yep, now's the perfect chance. Uh, it's um actually, I think they announced it shortly just after I bought it, but I knew it was coming out. So it was slated for December or like winter, so I was like, all right. Uh, and yeah. So it'll give me something to do. I have not actually played a lot of uh, Resident Evil in VR. I played, uh, was it Resident Evil 7? Mm-hmm. And then I started to do uh, Village. Uh, but, you know, it's like, I, since I hadn't finished 7, I was just like, I can't do it. I have to wait. And uh, But because 7 is still on PSVR 1, and when I first tried that, it was a friend's copy. Like, I didn't even have VR at the time. Uh, and it's just, I've never gotten around to just having gotten around to playing it. So I was like, I wanted to play seven, then village. Uh, and now I'll probably just go straight to four. <laughs> and that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, I've actually recently played, I didn't beat, beat it on Xbox, but I had checked it out from the library and I had gotten through the remake most of the way. So I was like, all right, well, uh, I was, you know, I like, thought about buying it, but like, yeah, I'm just going to wait. Cause at the time rumors were having that it was potentially coming out on PSVR too. And yeah. And it is. So, I'm super stoked. Uh, that's, you know, like I said, it's, uh, I already have it. Just need to wait for it to unlock and good to go. Nice. So, all right. What else you got on the news? Uh, this is kind of a you one, actually. Half Life 25th anniversary. Uh, has it come and gone? Is it about to be here? Oh, yeah. You said there was a, uh, there's a no clip documentary that came out about it, right? Yeah, so it just happened. Uh, the 25th anniversary just happened uh, the other week, uh, and 
they've they've recently come out with a new update for it, uh, redoing some revamps. I, from uh, unfortunately, I don't. I was trying to look to see if I have it on my Steam because I remember I own like the old, um, like one of the second, like one of the other iterations when, yeah, uh, not the original, but when Steam came out, they came out with the source code version, mm. and there was a few DLCs. I think I still am missing like two DLCs. One of them is like blue shift and where you play as like barney the uh the security guard mm. and there's like a, there was a different one and i think those those dlc packs were done by gearbox if i remember correctly wow so it's kind of like a weird lineage there yeah yeah um but no it was just you know i hadn't played half-life one for a very long time i think I think I actually was, I was interested in that Black Mesa project they were going with where they were, you know, trying to revamp it as well. Um, but no, Half-Life 1 was kind of a pivotal thing. Everyone knows it by the, at this point, you know, you, you had dialogue and, you know, lip sync to it. You know, that was unique. Uh, the, the whole storytelling from a first person so was perspective. That, so and, was that 98? Was that first Half-Life game? Yes, that sounds about right. Yeah, I was just uh, saying, 90, 97 or 98. I can't, I, just counting I can't 25 years, you know, 25 years. Yeah, yeah. 98. So. Okay, yeah, thing, thing. That was, uh, I remember, I wasn't really so so aware, but I kind of remember that game coming out, like kind of hearing about it. And then I remember Half-Life 2 coming out and being like a big deal, but I didn't have a PC that could play, play those games. So I was like, mm, whatever. But yeah, those games were hugely... Like those were like massive steps forward in physics and stuff of, of games. They just changed everything. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of did prove that um, a first person shooter is more than just a, a doom or a quake clone. Mm. And that's, that was like a really huge step forward. I mean, Halo did its own thing, but it also did it, but you know, same, same, but different, you know, it's, mm. it was, it was very much different, but it was also, is one of the exceptions. Everything else kind of paled in comparison, I guess is the best way to put it to Half-Life 1. And uh, I didn't play it right away because I didn't have a PC at the time. And by the time I got around to Half-Life 1, it was shortly after Steam, the actual Steam um, you know, client was alive. And I think I bought mine in a bundle of... It was like that... Uh, I th- and a few other games. I'm, I just, I think it came with Sin or something like that, and a few others. Uh, and Sin, Sin was like a cool, edgy. Like they really marketed the crap out of that one. It had an anime with it too, and the game was just bad. Mm. <laughs> it was just, um, but no, the you know Half Life was it. It was uh, really unique for the time. I remember just playing it, being like, you know, s- simple visual cues like the lines on the wall, like you would see at a subway, right? Uh, not having lived in a, anywhere that had really subway access, but just seeing like the colored lines for the different departments. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's really neat. And then when I finally did move to somewhere with the subway system, I'm like, this reminds me of Half-Life instead <laughs> of the opposite. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like I'm in a subway system, I'm seeing colored lines. I'm like, okay, I know where I know where to go, but I also think that I'm going to get jumped around the corner, like, you know, video game style. But you no, know, that, like I said, the, uh, the first game was amazing. Uh, I think, I actually think I like I like I liked it better than the second one to be honest. The second one did you know visuals, uh, graphics, and everything that was amazing. But I don't know, there's something about how how different it was for me personally. Yeah. And 
uh you know the sequel is like oh, it looks it looks pretty it has this cool gravity gun but it just wasn't quite the same personally and that was just you know that was you know then you came out then you eventually they'd come out to do things like portal and whatnot uh, but yeah you were saying how you never got the chance to play these games and i'm like you know what i'm kind of curious how much someone so far removed i'm really curious about your opinion oh like oh, okay well i mean I just know what I've been told, kind of. I, yeah, I remember there was. I would a, like. To, I'd like to see you play it though, and actually be like, uh, how, like, I think, how well you know. I I know you you have the reverence for it, you have the respect for it, but you don't necessarily have the nostalgia, so you can actually come into this being like, no, nah, man, this doesn't. This plays complete garbage, or how what? Like, do you think it would still hold up? Um, I mean, you can at least understand where things come from, but no, because a lot of that stuff is not going to age well. I don't think. Um, like, I don't know. I, I I don't know. There's games have have built on that stuff so much that I think that I would probably just think it was mundane. I would be like, well, yeah, of course you're supposed to, you know, of course it's supposed to work like this, and of course the physics are supposed to be like this because every other game is built off of that. That's kind of the thing. That's kind of the problem with like kind of changing mediums here. But like when you make a Ghost in the Shell movie. Uh, it's, it doesn't work in 2020, whatever that they made it or 2019 or 18 or whenever they made that, because like everything since the eighties has picked that carcass clean, like all it's a, it's such a originating cyberpunk, cyberpunkian story that everything that's come out, like, you know, matrix ripped it off and there was already an anime that was like a big freaking deal. Um, and then there's been a bunch of other stuff and it's like, yeah, that's okay. So this is a cyberpunk story. It seems, it seems mundane. I think that's probably the same thing that would happen if I played half-life and I'd be like, well, this is not bad, but it just feels like everything that I've already played because everything is built off of it. Yeah. The, the, um, the example I always use is battle Royale. Mm. Um, you know, cause uh, the whole Hunger Games was such a big popular thing and coming from Battle Royale uh, and you know the book and then the manga and then having them years later come out with uh, the Hunger Game franchise I'm like this is the most PG-13 like version of it it was just like uh, I'm, thir- I'm 13 and this is deep and I'm like it's just it was all cringe for me um, but a lot of people generally liked it because that was their first exposure. And I think anyone's first exposure to any of those kind of, you know, settings, yeah. like that's going to be the one they like the most, uh, because they automatically, you know, that's a new concept and, you know, yeah, you can't once, once you've been exposed to it, you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, the magic's gone. Um, oh yeah, I see it. You know, there, there are some neat story beats. Um, you know, unfortunately, uh, I was telling you about this before the show, how, I blame I blame Val for doing the episodic content oh, uh, crap. Starting that, because yeah, because yeah, they had Half Life one and two, and then they started doing the episodes, and no one had done episodes that I can really remember at that point, and then they failed to follow through with the episodes, which is very similar to a lot of other people. Yeah, oh. uh, and then a few were successful. You're talking, you know, like you had uh, the Telltale games. You know, they were able to come out with those chapters. And that was fine. The probably the most successful was, um, you know, the later Hitman games, uh, mm. where, you know, they were able to drift read a map and a new, new scenario. And like that's great. 
just enough for you to get your fill uh, for a couple weeks and then just be done with it. And then by the time the new one came out, you're like, yeah, that's right. That was so much fun. Yeah. But other than that, it's just yeah, the whole episode of content just was not a hot topic. Because those Hitman games were about, like, the maps were about replayability. The maps were so huge and so varied and so, like, such a Rube Goldberg device that there were so many different things that you could do and discover um, that it made sense. Um, episodic stuff. So I've been, I've been studying a little bit about project management and kind of software, like how software is, is managed and, and developed. And the episodic stuff is very much in line with how they, how software developers like to do things, but it's not necessarily a good way to make a game because a game is not really a tool. It kind of is, but it's not really a tool. It's art. And it has to be, and like a piece of art has to be like a front to back, complete, finished thing. So there's some stuff that it works for, like games like, like you know, like Fortnite and games that like live on kind of continuously. But even those games out the gate, they have to have a, a beginning, a middle and an end uh, in some capacity. Um, so anyway, just kind of like, thinking about Half-Life episode one and episode two, I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys were thinking, man, if we could just make this, if we could just, uh, get a shippable, shippable thing out and then do it again, we could make money while we're like working on the next thing instead of having to wait and see if we're going to make any money at all. Um, but it doesn't, I don't think it works that, that, that way for games like that. Um, which they had to try and figure out and that's kind of another way that they pioneered. So yeah, just one of those, just one of those things. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like I said, uh, luckily that's a fad that more or less has tapped itself out. So that's great. Uh, (laughs) live and learn. Remember the, remember those old days and just cringe about it. Uh, but yeah. All right. What's, what's the last bit of news here you got? Uh, a little bit of PC here. Uh, Xbox Series X down to 349 right now. Um, uh, it's available with or without Diablo 4 for under 350 is what uh, Video Games Chronicle is saying. I don't know how long this is going to last. Um, uh, it doesn't. It doesn't quite say, but. Yeah, so that's a pretty dang good deal, I would say. Um, there's a there's a guy at work who's a he's a in, he's a part time kind of guy. He's still in college a little bit, and he is um, he was talking about getting a PlayStation Five. Um, he was hoping that it'd be cheaper on Black Friday, and he they did count it down like fifty bucks or whatever. Uh, but he was like, "That's like not <laughs> enough, man. <laughs> he does he doesn't make a whole lot of money yet." So he's uh, he was just like, "I." cannot afford that but the series x i mean this is like a hundred dollars cheaper than than uh the what 450 i think they were counting the the playstation 5 down so i might mention it to him and see if and see if that's uh good enough for him because i mean pretty much like that's a pretty good deal on a pro on a on a new system different games maybe but overall uh that's that's pretty rocking i think yeah, actually, now that you mentioned it, uh, it it just remembered I picked up a uh, a new uh, our second uh, Elite controller. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Xbox Elite. Yeah, it was 
I think the the red core model, which doesn't have any of the paddles or any of the charging the case or nothing, it was like down to ninety five dollars uh, for the red version, and we had like sixty dollars in gift cards for Target just because we buy all the baby stuff through Target. So you you spend X amount of money, you get ten or twenty. You usually get like twenty dollar gift card. Nice. And so yeah, we just kind of let them stockpile for a bit. So we're like, yeah, all right, let's do that. So we I think we bought it for like thirty five bucks and. Then spent another twenty dollars to get the um, a pack of thumbsticks and paddles and stuff from Amazon because that was on sale. So yeah, that's in fact that hasn't that's still arriving, so it hasn't come yet. Uh, but yeah, so that was that was a last minute impromptu purchase. But now that I now I finally have four controllers for the uh, Series X. Uh, we almost bought the um, uh, the new Cobalt Blue PlayStation Five controller because that it's just a good color. Because uh, they were down to fifty bucks for Black Friday, okay. and we're like, but like I, I have a, I have three controllers, and we only use a max of two ever. Like the third one is just I just pull out to update and you know like charge every once in a while. Other than that, it's in a box. It's literally just like put away. Um, so essentially, when I, if my if my current controller dies, I'm just gonna salvage it for parts or like you know just swap controllers. Uh, but yeah, so I'm like, well. Chances are, thanks to Game Pass, I will play four players more likely, uh, you know, local co-op. Um, so that's why we went with the Xbox controller. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, that was that was a really good deal. And I completely forgot to mention that to you because I know you were uh, I had mentioned the my elite controller a while ago. And that, I really like it. It's if anything else, I like it just to have the two back paddles just mm. to be L3 and R3. And that just makes my world so much nicer when you're playing a, any game with a with a, like a run run function as a L3 or like a radar function or something like that, like those open world third person games yeah. where you like you ping something or whatever. It's it's so nice just to hit the paddle instead of having to push down on the thumbstick while you're doing stuff. Yeah, so. pushing down the thumbstick sucks. Yeah, I could I could have used that. I, I probably wouldn't have gone for it, but I could use another PlayStation controller uh, to to. Uh, play while my other one's charging because i do run down kind of fast like like uh, with god of war and really like button intensive games like that haptic feedback intensive games like that it would run down pretty dang quickly for alan wake it, it lasts a pretty good while but it'd be nice to have another one to alternate on to yeah all right uh so speaking about alan wake uh yeah you know, uh yeah. i've i've got around to beating that uh Turns out, like, since our last podcast, I was, like, right there at the end for oh, the wow. most part. I didn't realize how close I was, uh, but I didn't get to play it the entire time uh, being with family. So I came back, and I was just like, and, you know, played a little bit more, and I was done. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for you, uh, and we'll have, we'll have a big old discussion on that one. I really, uh, I really but... expected to be a little, a little further than I am. I, uh, I only got to play a few more hours since we actually talked last Um family and the like kind of got in the way, but, uh, another, other chores, but, uh, yeah, I, I aim to beat it by the next time we, we meet, uh, for the podcast and hopefully we can have a, a bigger discussion than maybe a little bit of a present end of the year kind of thing for the cast. And then I have a bunch of post-it notes just cause it's, I had a sticky pad next to me. I'm just jotting notes the entire time I'm playing this game. And so, yeah, I was like, I got to keep these notes fresh. And so I, I have to at least have something written down or else I will not remember what happened by the time uh, we talked, but no, it's, that game is pretty something. Uh, 
unfortunately, like I said, there was a few weird wonky parts with what I was playing, but as a whole, um, I'm actually itching to play it again. Uh, I really want them to come out with the new game plus uh, mode because I think that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, rumor has it that with the new game plus, they might actually have more story beats to unlock after the fact. They kind of did something like that with the original Alan Wake. Uh, once you unlock Nightmare Mode, you got more manuscript pages with that. So that's the only way you were able to get unlock like the uh, complete the Xbox achievements at the time right. was you had to play through it on regular and then on Nightmare. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of uh, I'm kind of curious when that. Will, I'm hoping they'll get that sometime, you know, sooner than later. But yeah, uh, outside of that, I actually. Uh, the game I pe- to mentioned before, I picked up uh, Red Matter. So Red Matter PSVR game uh, just came out on... Uh, it was PSVR 1 for the longest time. I never even heard of it. Uh, but Red Matter 2 has been uh, on like a lot of people's top lists for a really good PSVR 2 game. So that went on sale a while ago, and I purchased it. But I'm weird, and I'm like, even though you can play it separately, I'm like, I kind of want to play that first one. So I just had it on the back burner. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it eventually. Rumor has it they'll eventually port the um, the old one to PSVR 2, and they finally did. Um, and then I waited a little bit, and it happened to go on sale. So it's pretty short, and I don't know how to say this. Uh, it's it talks about in, in this description when on the thing. It's just it's a like a a puzzle game. It, the best way for me to explain it is it's kind of like a gone home experience okay. uh, where it it has really good atmosphere. The visuals are really good. Um, the rough story is you're on a uh, on a moon or on a planet and you're part of some military alliance or some group or whatever. And you're looking at a enemy base that has been vacant. And so your job is to go in and collect information. And then as you're going through, you're unraveling like the story that happened uh, and it gets creepy. Uh, that's just the best way for me to play, say it without spoiling it. And it's a short game. Uh, you can, it's like a handful of hours, uh, three to five, depending. Uh, I thought it was really good. I had a lot of fun with it and I'm itching to play the, sec- the uh, Red Matter 2. Uh, but yeah, it was a PS uh, VR one or VR two game, and it was uh, it had been a while since I played a VR PS VR two, and they got me a little queasy. <laughs> like I was like, mm. wow, but I had I had turned it to smooth turning, so then I went to just instant, you know, clicking motion. Like there's two different uh, toggles you can have for turning, uh, for uh, you know, step by step turning, or you can have just smooth. And so once I, you know, changed it to, you know, like a step-by-step turning motion, it made it like, it kind of handled itself. But yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it was interesting for me to, I usually don't get queasy at all or anything like that. I'm like, and I played it for a while. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I just need to get used to it, power through it. I'm like, yeah, well, it's about time I eat. So I went ahead and ate, came back. And then I'm like, you know, I'm just, instead of having to struggle through it, I'm just going to go ahead and just turn it now and what try to enjoy myself with it but yeah the the ambiance the the quality of the game was really something i'm glad i bought it and i highly recommend it anyone who likes a a puzzle style game or a uh like an atmospheric game so like if you like something like gone home um where you're finding clues and you like unraveling a story totally recommend that um and yeah that's about the only real thing i played since coming back other than um finishing alan wake so 
hopefully we'll get to uh I'll be hitting up some of those other games in the near future that I picked up from Black Friday, but we'll see when I can get to those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh man, there's a lot of games that come out uh toward the end of this year. I mean Baldur's Gate three, I really I, I do really wish I'd played that. And Spider Man two. I'm I'm really really wanting to play that as well. Um there's so many so many good games that came out this year we just couldn't quite get our hands on. Maybe we can talk about what's coming out next year, uh in a future in a future episode and then maybe have a better have a better twenty twenty four as far as like getting games played. I don't know, at least at least for me. I think maybe you played more of what you wanted to. Um but yeah. yeah the we'll see what happens when it comes to um next or well, next week is gonna be um the video game awards. So they should, you know, uh, they said they're really toning it down, but I'm curious how much, uh, how much they're going to actually be like new announcements and new reveals. So it should be interesting to see maybe some new stuff coming out. I think it's a good, I mean, I think it's a good place for it. Like, you know, we don't really have, we don't really have a uh, E3 anymore. Um, we kind of have that in the summertime, you know, the June sort of, you know, everybody kind of just comes out with whatever they have. But this is a good bookend to that, I think, where it's the other part of the it's the other half of the year. So there's should be new good news. Everyone's got their eyes on video games uh, for, you know, Game of the Year awards, whatever, or the video game awards. Uh, it's a perfect time to have a trailer or two. Not not too too big of a deal. I mean, you're going to put it out anyway. And uh, I, I think it's great. I really I really hope that they double down on that and actually start to have more more and more stuff like that at the video game awards because i think it's a perfect place to do it yeah um we'll see uh rumor has it they've said that they're gonna beef up security so i'm more interested about that aspect <laughs> yeah we <laughs> shall see we shall see i hope they do all right uh now i guess back to uh what we've been watching uh so you've gotten a chance to watch a few things since our last uh podcast so what have you what do you got yeah um i've been doing a pretty good job watching stuff though um yeah so a couple weeks ago resident evil death island came out this is a came out on netflix this is like fourth or fifth or something uh cg movie um that they that uh that capcom has been making over the years um the last one was pretty good. I can't remember what it was called exactly. It's been several years ago. But the last one had had uh, Claire um, and um, uh, what's the guy? What's what's her brother's name? Chris. No, yeah, but it wasn't Chris. It was uh, what's the guy with the Leon? They're not siblings. I know, but yeah, I know, but it okay, wasn't. You said her brother. I know, so. I know, I know, but it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't Chris because I was thinking about that. I was like, no, that's not. It wasn't her brother. That was the character. I think it was Claire and Leon in the previous one, but this one had Claire and Leon and Chris and Jill all in it, um, which I think was a little bit overloading. Honestly, um, it was pretty fun. It, it took place on uh, on uh, Alcatraz crazy guy trying to actually a lot like the rock uh the movie the rock um crazy guy trying to infect the world with uh not quite a virus but basically a virus from the from alcatraz and uh, our heroes have to stop stop him so um kind of funny the parallels there but uh yeah it's pretty good 
I think it's a little bit overloaded in the cast. Um, but uh, these movies are are good, dumb fun. The CG is not perfect, but it's pretty pretty passable, and I really I really enjoy these movies a lot. Uh, probably the most distracting thing about the movie was that um, Leon was voice acted by Matt Mercer. Um, and I just, I've listened to a lot. I mean, I, I used to watch a lot of, uh, and listen to a lot of, um, critical role. I think I've mentioned that on here. I have since stopped for, for the most part. Um, but his voice is so recognizable to me, even when he's trying to be, you know, hero guy, um, that it's just, I can't, every time Leon would open his mouth, I'd be like, it, Matt, I can hear you, man. And it's just, it's yeah. just so distracting. Um, but overall it was a good fun movie. Have you seen any of these, these resumes? Uh, yeah. So I have, I actually own some of the, like the early ones. Yeah. But, it's been going on for a while. Um, as I say, you welcome to the world of anime. Uh, it's one of those things that you just have to get used to. Um, now can... if it's like, yeah, it's, it is, it's just like, one of it, I, it's one of those things that, I remember doing back in the day where like, but when anime was still so new, you're like, yeah, okay. So that character's voice, like they also vote, you can, you can just rattle their IMDB because there are so few anime, but they did this, 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 and the other thing. And you're like, okay. And of course then you're like, oh yeah, no, that's um, the new character that they're the main person from, you know, X, Y, and Z. Uh, oh, but okay. You might know them from this and that. Like it's eventually, unless if it's a very, uh distinct personality you you just you can kind of just start to whitewash it just like all right just all right go ahead and um we're good like i i've now cleared my sense your voice is the right the, the big thing is are they the right tone for that character you you make that tone okay good but you i know, know. And on the japanese front i know people who will go out of their way to watch an anime because their favorite um Seiryu, uh voice actor or actress you know uh will like oh they're starring in a minor role in this anime mm -hmm. i am now going to go out of my way to watch uh to watch this uh you know subtitled anime because i want to listen to the japan that japanese voice actress you know like and i'm like you know what bless you for having that kind of fandom uh there used to be a time where i, I would watch any movie done by a certain actor just because like oh dude so and so's in it cool you know uh, yeah down there, like uh, disarm free, I, you know? I, I am you know i do a, i do understand that and i i i'm glad for people who do that um and i i try not to know which voice actor is doing what because i don't really want them in my head when i'm watching the show um which is weird because because it's different for for you know live action stuff i don't know why I don't know why it's something I guess because you can't avoid it. So you may as well lean into it that way. But for Matt Mercer, it's just, it's just so, I don't want to like crap on him, but I think it's, they just ask for, they just ask for that voice and that's what he delivers. Whereas like Troy Baker or uh, the guy that played, uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy that played. Uh, Nolan North. No, Yeah. Nolan North. That's it. Yeah. I guess. They either I am not familiar with the breadth of their work, or they are a little bit more, uh, they have a bit more range, uh, 
as far as like or in the nuance of their hero characters so it's not as as distracting but uh yeah for just some reason i didn't even know matt mercer was going to be in it and i heard leon open his mouth and i was like all right hey matt how's it going i guess we're gonna listen to you this whole movie um it's just a me thing it's just a this is my vendetta against matt mercer um so anyway it's good it's a good show Matt Mercer's fine. He does a good job in it. I just wish I didn't know. I just wish I didn't know that. Well, I mean, all I can think of is him as McCree being you know, saying it's high noon. Yeah. So good old Overwatch. And that was where I, that's probably where I first met, you know, like heard of him from. And then friends talking about, you know, um, you know, it's like, like oh yeah you know, did you know him and like half the overwatch cast do D&D together and shit I'm like oh okay did not know that was a thing uh yeah so i came into i came into all that late um but i like i said i can hear like you know especially when you see a you're seeing a new anime or there's a new voice act, actor or actress and you're like and then you're watching like oh wait that's them okay wow because like it, it sometimes it bugs you you're like I know I know your name. I know I know your voice. I don't know how I know your voice, but I know I know it. And then you're spending, you're like, but I don't want to look it up. <laughs> After a little bit, you're like, yeah, that's it. Uh, but no, it's it's one of those things that it, it just comes with the territory. And, you know, hopefully, uh, like I said, if they're not so much of a car- caricature, it works pretty well. But I feel like the Resident Evil, as as a story, all their stories are, you they're hammy as heck, and they're that's part of the fun of it. But, you know, I could see... Now you actually made me want to see it because uh, I had no desire to see it. Uh, I, I actually, a uh, different podcast I listened to, one of the guys uh, is living in Japan, and he's like, I had nothing else better to do uh, for the holidays, <laughs> and I went and saw it, and you're like, it's it was what you expected. You know, it's like, I ate some popcorn, and that was fine. Yeah, it was just- it, it's a, yeah, it's a watch uh, while you're doing something else kind of movie, I think. But, you know, I don't, I don't know, like it. It's fun enough, um, but you're. I wouldn't make it my number one Saturday night movie, you know, to watch with the family. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it that kind of time. But it's pretty good. All right. Well, speaking about uh, people with range and uh, good voicing, uh, and also with the title "Resident" in it, um, I actually recently uh, a friend gave me their Peacock account, and so I went ahead and uh, found a show on there from. Uh, off the sci-fi network it's a uh, resident alien uh, and it stars uh alan tudyk he's the uh best known for the pilot from firefly he's uh uh i forget now he's he does a lot of voice the thing is i didn't realize how much voice acting he does for disney mm. and pixar and such but he's one of his biggest voices was um king candy from uh sugar rush or uh was it wreck it ralph oh. that was the uh yeah uh, Sugar Rush was the Japanese name, and that's kind of how I first came across it. Uh, but yeah, he does a lot of voice acting and stuff. But anyways, this is a live action uh, series, and I I just saw him in it. I'm like, I have to watch this. I and it's literally a show about an alien who crash lands uh, on Earth, and when he lands, he he's in the middle of Colorado in a little town of nowhere, uh, and he just happens to come across the cabin, kills a dude who lives there, and then just takes his uh takes his life <laughs> he he takes his form and turns out that guy's a doctor and when the local doctor actually dies the the uh the sheriff 
comes over and said, hey, we need someone to do like the autopsy and we need someone to, uh, and then the mayor's like, yeah, we need someone to actually help take care of our people because we don't have a doctor in town now. So it's him trying to uh, pretend to be human. And it's pretty good. Uh, it's like that. He does a very good job of uh, playing the awkward human role. <laughs> I, I rather, I, I, I've always big, always been a big fan of his, uh, especially when he plays. You know, he's really good at playing a simple, like a simpleton, as it were. And in this case, he's you know, all his human aspects are of something similar. But Tucker and Dale versus Evil have to recommend that yeah, as a good. as one of the greatest like you know comedy horror movies ever. Uh, he is really I good at my... looking his like surprised and I screwed up face is really top notch. Yeah. Uh, so no, if you, uh, if you get a chance to totally recommend this is, I've only, I'm only a handful of episodes in yeah. uh, like five or six. And I've, this has been my current, like a couple times a week. Uh, I don't watch TV shows anymore, like live action TV shows, but I'm actually going out of my way for this one. So this is good. It's good. All right. Um, you also had something else you were watching? Documentary? Uh, no, not a documentary. Like that. Oh no, my bad. <laughs> no, um, the fall of the House of Usher, um, oh, okay. which is, uh, I mean, I think originally it's a Edgar Allan Poe poem or story or something. Yeah, but, but isn't old? Like, or did they come out with a new one? Yeah. So this is a this is a take on that and kind of an an homage or has many homages to Edgar Allan Poe through this. It's a mini series came out on Netflix right around Halloween. Um, Mike Flanagan, I think is the uh, director and he does uh, one of these every year. Yeah. Mike Flanagan. Um, uh, so he's done um, the, ha the haunting of Hill house in 2018, midnight mass in 2021 Midnight Club in 22, Haunting of Bly Manor in 2020, um, and then The Fall of the House of Usher um, is just this most recent one. Uh, it's, it's about a family of uh, called the Ushers, and they are uh, very, very wealthy, ultra-wealthy, ultra-influential, and how basically they are haunted um, and kind of picked off one by one. I kind of say that in the first episode so i'm not really spoiling too much um but uh it's pretty good it, it, it was pretty good uh the midnight club didn't really hold my interest i think i barely finished one episode of that um and it was just i just couldn't really get into it but this one um was i was almost about the same for me and but i ended up finishing the first episode and then it got it got better from episode two on um but yeah good it's a good horror uh kind of piece um lots of pretty good actors in there and uh overall like they they do a good job of kind of mixing it up and then throwing in a lot of edgar Allan poe stuff so i'm not super familiar with edgar Allan poe but i know some of the main like the main hits um and so they do a good job of reminding you of that and uh and uh, anyway it's it's pretty good it's, it's pretty good all the way through i recommend it to anybody that anybody that enjoyed midnight mass will probably enjoy this um, uh, which was an earlier one, um, which I, oh, was that, okay. That was him too. That was the, the, the preacher on the Island, right? Yes. That, new preacher. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it was the same director. I think he writes them too. Um, and he's gotten better like that, that, uh, 
the director, Mike Flanagan, um, he's very preachy in a in a way, and he'll he'll let he'll make characters monologue, uh, which was very distracting in Midnight Mass, but in uh, this one it was pretty rare, and it didn't really happen until the end when one character kind of monologued. And then it was like for a reason. It was like there was well, a there was a good a lot of okay. I was curious because I was gonna say a lot of Poe's works. Uh, I'm curious how much how much he twisted on this because if he's just following the source material, then all right. I mean, he's taking it and twisting it. Uh, I don't really know. I never read the Fall of the House of Usher, the 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 Edgar Allan Poe poem or whatever it is. Um, I know I know of it, but I don't really know anything about it. So I imagine this is. A take on that, but there's other stuff like, you know, Nevermore or or whatever the the Raven, I guess, is what it's called. And then there's some others that I was like, okay, that's really good poetry that they're throwing in here. Oh, that must be Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> I was like, okay, they're they're ripping that uh, and throwing it in here. Um, but but all in all, I mean, it's well acted. It's it's hokey. There's definitely some silly stuff in it. Um, but and it's got some pretty pretty good jump scares. Which uh, they make you turn the volume up pretty good, and then they jump scare you. Uh, they did that probably like three or four times, uh, especially more toward the end. But but I enjoyed it uh, overall. It was pretty good. Recommend it. All right. Um, looks like Mark Hamill's in it. Uh, oh sure yeah, that. he's uh, he's the lawyer. He's uh, Mr. Pym, and uh, he does a he does a pretty good job. He has he has this this affected. Well, it's not quite that much. He's like a he's like a he kind of talks sort of like this the whole. The whole movie, kind of with a New York accent, but a little bit gruff. Except he's Mark Campbell, so he does a much better job of it um, than I can. But uh, yeah, pretty pretty good little little uh, cameo there by Marky Mark. Marky Mark's different. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very different person. <laughs> yeah, all his friends. Uh, yes. all, all his friends call him Marky Mark. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yes, all right. Uh, if you ever want a weird w- way to absorb uh, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, you know stuff, I would say go with the um, the Alan Parsons project, um, Tales of Mystery and Imagination. They do uh, a couple. Uh, the whole album is just uh, Edgar Allan Poe poems. Like you, ha- you'll have the Raven in there, and it's done, w- you know, in the style of um, Alan Parsons project. So it's it's pretty uh, unique, yeah. uh, that's for sure. Uh, but. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't have Netflix anymore, so that all this stuff is freshly new to me. Uh, oh yeah. And then, all right. Now on to anime. All right, we have. Uh, I I'm not sure how much I've mentioned b- before, but some new things have gotten dubbed. Uh, so, uh, one of them I've I want to say I mentioned it before, but it's called a uh, Migi and Dolly. Uh, they have currently two episodes dubbed. And this one is by um, illustrator um, Nami uh, Sano and the person who did uh, Haven't You Heard, uh, I'm Sakamoto. This anime is crazy. Uh, Sakamoto-kun is just is a very crazy anime. Just The guy is perfect, and everything he does is just over the top, and it's hilarious as because you just it's just really weird and awkward. So coming from that knowledge into this, uh, Miki and Dolly... Uh, the rough synopsis is they're uh, they're twins at an orphanage, and the uh, they get adopted by this older couple, 
but the couple is only wants one kid. And since they're twins, they're essentially both living in the house, pretending to be the same person. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I saw that I, I looked this up uh, and I just saw some screenshots. I noticed that it was, there were twins in it. And so I was like, okay, this must be a, okay. I don't really know what's going on there, but now, now it makes sense. That That's a pretty good uh, premise. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's rather silly. Uh, you'll see them do this weird um, acrobatic play in order to switch roles at the dinner table. So therefore, uh, and, you know, one of them will be on their hands and knees kind of being fed underneath the table. Uh, but it's, it's ridiculous. But the, the big twist on this one, unlike Sakamoto, which was just like pure comedy, uh, this one is the, these two kids specifically wanted to be adopted by the, or like uh, they wanted to try so hard to be adopted by this family because they're in a certain neighborhood. Um, and that neighborhood is where they used to live and their mother was murdered. So mm-hmm. now they are out to find the person who murdered their mom and get revenge. So it's like, wow, that's a dark twist. Didn't expect it, but it's right there in the beginning. So it's not a spoiler. It's like opening scene. They they show a little bit. And it's just, but it's very, it has you interested in what's going on. I've seen a handful of episodes in Japanese. Um, at this rate, I'm probably just going to watch the rest of them in English. Um, but I am interested in seeing how this one plays out. Um, once again, it's a, uh, yeah, but if you want something that's more lighthearted, Sakamoto is just a weird one to watch and it's pretty funny, um, just because it's ridiculous. And another one that's come out, uh, two episodes dubbed is, uh, Phantom of the Idol. Uh, this one is about a, a boy band, uh, duet, uh, and essentially one guy has zero he can you know, zero care for the project, but he's just like, I want a paycheck. I'm just here for that. Uh, don't care about the audience. Don't care about the crowd. Just like I'm here. Do do my dance routine, sing my song, and that's it. But he happens to run into a uh, a ghost of a former famous pop idol who passed away in a car crash, and so he's like, Wait a minute, you can possess me and do my routine for me. And then you get to dance and sing. I get to chill and relax. I get a paycheck. Let's let's do this. Mm. Um, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, I've only seen the first two episodes, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And the last one I've been watching is um, The Apothecary Diaries. They've had five episodes dubbed now so far. And uh, this one is you know takes place in China. A girl gets uh, works for a an apothecary, uh, but she gets kidnapped and sold uh, as a slave to the um, to the palace, actually. So she is now just a, you know, uh, a lowly uh, servant. And but she has she's quite smart. She has better knowledge of a lot of other things, uh, you know, medicines and such. But she she knows to play herself down because she doesn't want to, um, you know, she doesn't want to be a bit you know she wants to be as low-key as possible and also anything that she does good if she gets a pay raise the people who sold her get a kickback <laughs> mm. so you know uh she has she has a contract to fill out once she fills out the contract she's free to go and that's all she wants to do uh but it's actually quite interesting it's a different type of anime than what i usually watch uh it's funny it has a it has a decent enough story the animation's you know all right it's solid so i would say uh most definitely give it a shot 
uh it's once again it's just uh it's refreshing to have something different for a change uh but yeah those are the three things that i've been recommending that uh are relatively new uh awesome. on that that's really been about it yeah yeah um I'm a, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to the next season of anime. Uh, I don't even know what all is coming out, but um, hoping that it'll be stuff that's gonna catch my attention a bit more than this this uh, past season. Um, I feel like this season's been really solid as a whole, actually. I, I know, especially after the I the know. lackluster um, summer. Just summer, I felt that this felt season just was so weak. Does not just for some reason just didn't catch me, um, but. Uh, but I'm hoping I can. I'll take. I'll take. I'm planning to take some more chances on um, what's going on in the next season, um, and then do, do Shangri La Frontier. It's a. It's a simple watch. It's easy. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's in English. Um, okay. If you want to watch like uh, six episodes of a single race, go with MF Ghost. Um, I'm I'm doing that one in Japanese, and it is mind-numbing how long it took just to finish the one race. Uh, mm. <laughs> but uh, I, I actually like it, but I just wish it just would move the story, because if it actually went at a better clip, I think that would be nicer. Uh, no, they have, like I said, a lot of sequels and stuff like that, and that's the hard thing to come into. Uh, and they have a, just a, quite a few things that are really just mundane slice of life. They did finally drop the last few episodes of Near in English, though. So okay. if you ever wanted to listen, finish that off in English, there you go. Okay. Um, I mean, Spy Family, Spy Family. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. If you don't, uh, then you're the us. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better than last season, but that wasn't. That's not a high really? bar. Okay, it's better uh, than last season. Okay. Yeah, there's. Um, I didn't know you've been watching it. I guess I forgot you've been it, watching. It. Yeah. Uh, a returner of uh, magic should be special. The you know that one's a really good one actually. That's five episodes dubbed so far. Uh, dude beats the demon king, has a bunch of companions who died along the way. He gets reincarnated into his um, academy days before the demon king's army attacked, and so now he's trying to promote his his friends who um, were lower level, as it were, like trying to get them up to snuff and get noted before you know the big battle and so they'll be more better prepared um it's a, that one's a solid one too i mean there are some really good ones that are single season like that um but then you got ones like um the faraway paladin that's uh, currently on a second season and that i burned through the entire first season uh within a couple of days just because i'm like you know this one it's actually pretty good it's it was it was, it was good enough for me to actually p power through that and then uh, I'm happy with the second season so far. Yeah, uh, so that, that was one uh, I, I watched kind of randomly a while, a while ago. I didn't really know anything about it. Um, but yeah, I would. I actually did want to watch that whenever it came out. So yeah, I should go jump on 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 that one again because that was pretty yeah. that was pretty pretty interesting. Season one's a super easy watch, man. It uh, is. And you can have it in the background. It's. I mean, I already it's watched not... season one. Of... Oh, you did watch the entire season. Okay, yeah, I thought yeah. you hadn't seen it all. Okay, no, yeah, I watched season all of two. It. Give that one shot, man. Can jump right into it. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Other than that, there's you know, I mean, if you want something that's super edge lord, um, the Kingdom of Ruin, uh, that is, I I I absolutely hate it, but at the same time, I'm watching it. Uh, it's just, uh, it's edgy for the edginess' sake. They think they're it's, they think it's so much more hardcore than it is. Um, yeah. 
yeah it's magic versus witches uh or science versus witches that's all it is um a genocide against witches because science and a guy so angry he just making things happen and he, he can make a single bullet go to like essentially 10 stories tall into a skyscraper and it's just like yeah this is this is ridiculous i'm kind of curious where this ridiculousness goes <laughs> and that's yeah it's kind of it i mean i assumed you were going to be all over the um you know was it the season two of girlfriend 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 or um season one of uh 100 girlfriends or whatever so a yeah. lot of uh well you me there for you well you underestimated me then i guess uh yeah i mean <laughs> you got your favorite uh shield hero season three yeah that's getting pummeled in the uh in the ratings 7.5 i guess people people are watching it but it's not getting a very i guess 7.5 isn't bad but for like the number one most watched show of a season being a 7.5 usually it's about like a eight and a half nine higher than nine sometimes watch furin um furin is a really good one i will back that one up 100 percent. it is uh beyond journey's end yes beyond journey's end uh it it is about to get into chill watch it's i would say if you had to if you had to compare to anything else and like it's like mushishi or um natsumi's uh book of friends okay where it's you know it's slightly this one's not as melancholy as the other ones are uh but it does have that little tinge uh, and it's kind of a, it's almost a slice of life, but it's just following on the journey. But it's the the things that happen, it's it's good. It's also it's kind of like in line with Kino's journey from way back when. Uh, but this one's I actually like this one. Uh, so yeah, I really by episode one, maybe two, you'll you'll get a feel for it. You don't need to watch like you don't need to do the three episode watch. I honestly think by the end of episode one, uh, you should get an understanding for it. Um, and if you don't like it, then bounce. Uh, but the rest of it, like, I've been enjoying it, and yeah, that's so, all there is to it. Is there only 13 episodes of that out right now? Uh, 11, yeah, 13 uh, subbed, 11 dubbed. Okay, and it's up to 28. It's a 28 episode series, yeah. That so. okay, I saw that it was 20 episodes, and I was like, but then when I was looking around for how many were out, and it was only 13, I was like, okay, so they're not, they just know how many they're gonna make. Um, Okay, so that's going to extend into probably next season then too, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'm I've just been only doing it in English, uh, but it's I like the voicing on this one, and yeah, it's it's one of the few ones that I've like you know I'm like all right, this is solid. Um, it's good. You know, that's a brand new. Like I said, there's a handful of brand new stuff, season one stuff that, um, and it just like I said, it was very different pace. Yeah. Um. Because the whole concept is you're following an elf, and her lifespan, her concept of time is very different. Mm. So that's pretty cool. All right, man. Well, that's uh, that's uh, a lot of anime homework then that I've got. I mean, I just wanted to let you know it's not a bad season. It really isn't. Yeah. I mean, this you know, despite all that. So, uh, but yes, for sure. If you guys made it to the end, well, we appreciate it and thank you. Uh, bleep bloop. Uh, Nick will give you an achievement point for it. Uh, and so nick what are your words of wisdom um uh brisket with thanksgiving brisket brisket with thanksgiving dinner is very clutch Uh, it's kind of a texas thing we're trying to make it happen down here it's catching on but let me tell you turkey ham and brisket 
very, very good. Very, very good. Um, my piggybacking off that is if you can go to a barbecue place that serves a good brisket, then you know that they're quality because brisket is way more effort than most places are willing to deal with. So for sure. Uh, but all right. Well, thanks guys for uh, sticking with us and hope you guys had a good uh, Thanksgiving. And, you know, until next time, y'all take it easy. Bye.